millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to Total Wine and More. I'm firing up the grill for burgers and want to impress the neighbors. You'll love this Cabernet with your burgers. Wow, great price. Find what you love, love what you find. At Total Wine and More, drink responsibly, B21. Enjoy the Goldilocks Productions presentation of the In the Psychic Flow Show with Caroline Carey. Hi, everyone. Welcome to In the Psychic Flow. Thank you for joining me tonight. And I apologize for the glare here a little bit. We were just talking about how to reduce that. And while I was changing my settings, I kind of made everything kind of fuzzy. So I apologize. Uh, Something we're working on. Uh, Thank you for joining us tonight. We are hoping to get a couple more people jump on for some mini readings. And uh, to give you my website information, it's carolannecary.com, C-A-R-O-L-A-N-C-A-R-E-Y. It's a brand new show for us. We will be having some exciting guests coming on this this, uh, year. And next month, we have a couple of new people that we have not interviewed before, so I'm looking forward to that. So I've been doing a couple of shows by myself to see if I can get some mini readings going. And if I don't get people jumping on tonight, then you're going to have to listen to me. But um, I had an interesting question from one of our hosts, Reverend uh, Brian Rawls, who is um, the Mystical Journey Show. I think that's correct. Magical Journey Show. Uh, Brilliant guy, young guy. Um, I was commenting, I was on a show on Patron because they do a special show. Tiffany Michelle White does a special show with some of our hosts just for our dedicated people who come on. And you'll get to meet the hosts. And I shared uh, the screen with Brian Rawls, Reverend Brian Rawls, Tiffany Michelle White, uh, Laura Romero, and Melissa Parks, I think. So that might be two shows. I'm kind of combining everything. And, um, oh, here it is. Here is the website to join that is www.patreon.com, Goldilocks Productions. And if you are a member of that, you can watch our special show. So I just wanted to point that out. You get to know a little bit more about the hosts. And we were talking about, Brian and I were talking about, um, my doorkeeper, who is a guide, and that is Walter Henderson. 
And um, I t- told Brian the story. I guess I talked about the story that I had met uh, this guy through a trance artist in England, believe it or not. And she sent me, I'll tell you the little background story. She, uh, her name was given to me by one of my teachers. Um, that would be Reverend Tim Dudley. And that was several, several years ago, probably 10 years ago. And he said he was aware of a woman. He had met her or knew her from England. He was British. And his contacts that uh, first name Florence, and I forget her last name, but a lovely lady who could not draw a stick figure normally. But when she went into a trance state, she could draw, um, you know, she's not an artist artist, but she could draw your guides. Like if you wanted a healing guide or your joy guide or a doorkeeper or whoever. So she wanted two $20 bills. It's so cute. And a sample of your handwriting, you know, asking what guide you wanted. So I said, my name is Carolyn Carey. I would like my doorkeeper because as a medium, that is who interviews your people in spirit. So it's a very important connection. And I figured I must have somebody working with me, so I wanted to see who it was. So you send a picture of yourself with no animals or anything in it, just you, and two $20 bills, and to this address in England. And about three weeks later, uh, it was around Christmas time, I got this package at the post office, this big flat parcel, and I was all excited because I knew that's what it was. I knew it was my doorkeeper's picture, so I was very excited. So uh, I had a post office box at the time, and I'm out in the parking lot of the post office. I'm ripping open the envelope, and I get this picture, and I'm like, who is this? That <laughs> was, like, so weird. So I kept his picture, naturally, and uh, this is Walter. This is, I don't know how good you can see him. This is the drawing that I got from Florence, and uh, this is Walter. And it was very nice to make his acquaintance, except that I was like, I wasn't expecting that. It was so cute. She puts these little, she drew this beautiful yellow rose down here on the bottom from him and put these little butterflies on. And uh, there is a note that goes with it, which I have to find because it has her address and stuff on it, I think. It was a lovely note. And um, so I started working with Walter. It took a while. I put his pictures, his picture, I hung it up in my healing room. I put it, you know, everywhere. I didn't know where to put it. I was moving it all around the house. Finally, I just stuck it like in this, my school book for mediumship. I parked it on a chair. And in the morning when I would get up before I went to work, I would say, okay, I have no idea who you are. And I don't know if you're even listening to me. And so I started getting messages from Walter through, and if you train, it depends on how you train for mediumship, which is to me necessary because a lot of people are natural mediums, you know, okay, uh, maybe I am too, I don't know, I guess so. And, but if you don't know what to do with this ability, you're really wasting your time. Uh, There are several methods to train for mediumship. I was fortunate enough to be exposed to a lot of um, different methods, particularly the CERT method, C-E-R-T, which is your communicator, your evidence, 
your recipient and tie it up with a message. So you have a, a formula of information that you want to get from your communicators, which is your loved ones in spirit. So I learned that method and a few other things. Um, what the hierarchy is, is this a grandparent? Is this a parent? Is it an aunt? Is it a cousin? Blah, blah, blah. Is it a friend, associate? So stuff like that you learn. So that's necessary. And this came from my teacher, this address for this lady. And that's how I met Walter. So, of course, when I got this, I'm like, okay, who's this guy? You know, right? So I started working with him a little bit. I started getting used to it. And I guess I worked with him for a couple of years. And I knew enough to call him Walter. Uh, Walter Henderson was the name I was given. That he had been with me. The note said he had been with me since I was born. So, see, your guides are here with you, whether you are aware of that or not, or you use them or not. Isn't that great? It's got to be kind of boring, I would think, if you don't use them, because then they're standing on alert all the time. So, that was great to meet Walter finally. I was like 52, at least, when I met him. So, can you imagine standing around waiting for 50 years? I can't, but... So I hope I don't get that job when I pass over because I'm not that patient. She, uh, Florence also mentioned that um, Walter was very philosophical, um, a gentleman, never said what nationality or anything like that. So it took me a while to figure that out. I would start getting messages on this side of my head, which is how I train to listen to them coming in. And this would be Walter. When I get something from him, it's like either a text message or I say I hear it, but it's more of a mental hearing than a audio hearing. Um, from him, it's more subtle. It, I noticed the language was different. The vocabulary was different. And he doesn't talk. He's not a big talker. He doesn't waste energy talking a lot. It'll be a short sentence, very succinct right to the point. And uh, now we are more of a, we can kind of laugh and fool around a little bit, but in the beginning, I wasn't really sure how to take some of this that came through. Um, but he was very helpful to me as an individual because he is very supportive of me. Um, he's very in a teaching manner. Uh, he will always correct me if I try to put myself down. He will stop that immediately. He does not like that. Uh, the one thing he particularly doesn't like or doesn't care for is when I work uh, psychically. I have two skills. I call myself a psychic medium. Those are two different skills. Psychic is you'll see people doing tarot or uh, pendulums or anything like that. This is aura-based information. This is where they're getting that. Psychically, they're picking up from your energy. They can do the past, present, and future. Uh, sometimes they get impressions like that. And then as a medium, I talk to your departed loved ones in spirit. And I only talk to those that have made their transition into the spirit world um, and have something to say, and they have reviewed their life. So I don't do a lot of paranormal because that's not of interest to me. Uh, there are other people that do that very, very well. And they rescue people or send people to the light. You know, Carly Joe uh, Monaghan is one that deals in that. Adina Felt, I said she was from Utah last week. She's not. She's from Maine. Duh. And um, 
there's some other great groups that work with paranormal, meaning residuals, you know, people that are stuck in a place or earthbound. I don't really do deal with them. I like to talk to people who have had life experience here, have passed, have reviewed their life, and are in heaven. So that's why I deal with them is because they have a lot to teach us. So getting back to Walter a minute, and I got a couple people jumping on. I hope they're going to ask me some questions. If you would like a mini reading, please put it in the comments below so that I can read them. Uh, finally, I was in. I led a trance group for about four and a half years until it was taken away from us. That was a political problem. Oh, we did such great work in that group. Everybody channeled or went into trance, just about everybody. I think maybe one or two held back, but the rest of it was a nice group about, range from, I would say about nine down to four, perhaps. This went on for about four years. We had um, trumpets in the group, which is a, I don't have it with me, or I'd show you. Um, it's aluminum funnel thing that is used for direct voice mediums. The founder of the church that I studied at, Sarasota Center of Light, was called the Shrine of the Master, Sarasota, Florida. The founder was Reverend Dorothy um, Flexer and her husband, Dr. Russell Flexer. Reverend Dorothy was a direct voice medium, which means that she produced ectoplasm. Her history was either Episcopalian or Methodist, I think both, depending on where they lived, where they went. Her and her husband coined the phrase metaphysical spirituality, actually metaphysical Christianity, which I loved. Now, I voted to change that to metaphysical spirituality many years later when we were revamping the church. And I severely regret it because it's been ever since. That's my personal opinion. So, but I still attend there. I still do platform there. I still do some psychic fairs and I've been a guest coordinator for them uh, this past year. And I had to back off of that because I'm deep into the ministerial program that I'm studying. So I have a lot of homework. Anyway, getting back to my friend, Walter, I would not be able to do this work without him. Uh, I asked him for a couple of signs because getting back to the trans group, well, I was doing trans I would record the trance. I wasn't particularly interested in doing it myself. Uh, I wanted to encourage other people. So we would record these sessions, and then I would transcribe what was said. And sometimes you have four or five people going off, you know, each hour and a half session, hour session. So it was a lot of transcribing. But I thought it was important, and I still have that work. I have at least the transcriptions, the audio. Mm-hmm. I'm not quite sure about if I still have that preserved, but I do have the work that was done in that circle. Interestingly, Reverend Dorothy would bring through people, and she passed in the late 80s, but she would do trance, and she brought in people like St. Francis of Assisi and Ascended Masters like that. All of her work, her sessions, her class, she would call it, are recorded and are available. And there's a CD for purchase of some of the more noteworthy ones. They're all noteworthy, but it's beautiful work. And the trumpet she used as her ectoplasm would build a voice box. And you can either see it or not see it. It depends on how you're looking at things or if you have the ability to see it. It's a very rare ability. And spirit would use that voice box and the 
the voice would come through the trumpet. That's the purpose of trumpets. Uh, you don't see that work much anymore. You'll see direct. You'll see people go into trance and a voice. You've seen probably seen people have a spirit come into them and talk. So this group was just learning that. We did have some success, uh, and regretfully it was shut down politically. And I was on the outs. I was on the board and getting thrown off the board at that time. So they didn't want my little group anymore. Uh, but the group has uh, subs- has uh, continued to work together. So lo and behold, we still have people that are doing this. Anyway, to get back to Walter and tie this up before I start doing some mini readings. Hi, Caroline. Yes, I do. I'm going to have some messages for you in just one second. Uh, I asked Walter... I'm researching other people that are coming through in the, in the trance group, trying to find out who they are. Because it's very important to me, if you're in a trance session and a spirit comes through somebody, you ask, who are you? And what's your, back, what's your history? What message do you have for us? If they're not going to answer that truthfully, then you really don't want to talk to them. Um, you know, and you have to be careful because... You know, you try protection, you try all this stuff, but once in a while something sneaks in. But most of the time, it is sacred and holy work as far as I'm concerned. So anybody who is mischievous probably won't. But just to be on the safe side, you want to ask your spirit that is coming through. Who are you? What was your life like? You know, ask them, tell them about their transition or what they did on earth or whatever. So I got two clues from Walter when I asked. I got two clues, very succinct, 1944 and published. So I'm like, okay, well, that gives me something because Walter Henderson is a very, you know, common name. So, well, lo and behold, I found his obituary. Uh, is this, yes. Written by, in, in appreciation, Sir Sidney Abrams. Wrote a lovely obit. This is Walter's obit. From that, I was able to trace uh, his things to the Olympics in 1908, 1912. Here he is as a discus thrower. You can't see that. But I had people look at this picture and this picture. He has the same ears and the same nose. So it looks a little older in the colored picture. This one is as a, a discus thrower in, uh, I believe it was the 1912 Olympics. So I did find more information. He passed in 1944, and he was a published author. He published for Psychic News articles, and he published a little novella, which I, I read. I didn't exactly care for. I found it on Forgotten Books. Um, I, I was good, but I wasn't. I didn't like the ending, and I told him. Um, but anyway... In that book, he mentions his wife and his three children. So he dedicates the book to them. So I know he had a wife and three children. He was a solicitor for the labor, uh, for the Ministry of Labor until his passing or, or a year or so before his passing in 1944. He never saw the end of the war. He was British. And um, so he had me read like 250 biographies and memoirs about World War II. And I'm still reading stuff on that. Um, so anyway, so that's the story with Walter. So I was able to find him. Now I'm not saying everybody is going to have a guy that you're able to find. Once I started rolling, this was easy, but if you can get a portrait or a picture of your spirit guide 
from a spirit artist that it's it's worth its weight in gold because Walter was not what I expected. I thought it was a female energy. So when I got this picture of Walter, I was kind of like, you know, who in God's name is this? But it has been the best relationship for me. It's very philosophical. It is a very good way of looking at things. Um, he helps me with when I go to do a platform or a group, everybody's lined up. I don't have to worry. I just show up and and they come through. Walter helps interview. So we work as a team. He knows what information I need. Um, and he has a great sense of humor. So and he's been very good to me. So that's the story with that. So if you're interested in mediumship at all or psychic work or healing, whatever, find out who your guides are. I think it's important. If there are classes on finding that out, um, I, I would encourage you to do that. Okay. So let's see what we have for readings here. Laura. Hi, Walter. Hi, Carolyn. That's Laura Romero, one of our radio show hosts. She's fabulous. Angels and Healing Light Show on Tuesdays. Uh, and this is Kavita. Hi, Carolyn. Do you have any messages from me, from Spirit, career, or love life? Hmm. Okay, Kavita, I have spoken to you before, but I don't remember what I said. Uh, let's see. And Ange is back. Welcome, Ange. Thank you. Delightful to speak to you again, too. My next job. Thank you, as always. Marley. That's my dog coughing in the background. Um, let me start with Kavita. Do you have any messages for me from spirit, career, or love life? Oh, Marcelo would like a message. That is Laura Romero's lovely husband, Marcelo. He's my Brazilian connection. I repeat, I've read people in Vietnam, Canada. I still read a lot of people in Canada and Brazil. So I've read, I think Marcelo's whole family. Thanks for sharing your story. You're welcome. I hope you weren't bored. Um, I have to talk about something before uh, I start getting people jumping on for readings. Kavita, um, I have a couple of, this is kind of funny. I have um, a couple of women here for you in spirit. I feel like um, I have a grandmother and um, a friend in spirit, a sister or a friend of hers in spirit. So I don't know if you have an aunt or you have two grandmothers over there. They didn't have to have known each other in life. They're friends over there. Um, this is kind of funny. I have one lady here. She has a very good sense of humor. I hope you can take this. This is an older lady. I feel like a grandparent for you, Kavita. And I feel a very cultural uh, difference. I feel like it's not American. and it's, different. it's a different culture going back. And she's, she's showing me you as a boat hitting the rocks in your love life. <laughs> Sorry. That's what she's showing me. Um, it looks like your love life kind of came to a crashing halt in the waves there offshore with the rocks. Um, but don't give up hope. She's saying don't give up hope. Because, and as uh, psychic Joanne Leo would say, did you make your list? True. Oh, Kavita says, true. So sad. Eh. You know, crash and burn. That's okay. You know, it makes room for the for the real one. Everything's practice. Don't worry about that. Um, 
Okay, Rosemary. Uh, I'll get to you in a minute. I'm just reading Kavita. So I have this lady here who is talking about your love life crashing on the rocks. Springtime is a better time for you. I want to let you know that. Uh, right now we're in the end of February, March, April, May. Between April and May seems a little bit better. I don't know what you're doing on career-wise, but she's like, you need to get on track here. She's showing me your, you as like a train on the railroad tracks. Um, and it's stopping at too many stations. She says, you need to get the express and keep going here. Stop, you know, dilly-dallying with this job or that job. Hi, Mari. Um, you need to stay on track is what she's saying. Uh, and you're not, I also want to say to you, Kavita, not valuing yourself. As psychic Joanne Leo would say, that's where I was going with that. I get sidetracked. Sorry. She would say, what is my non-negotiables? Sometimes we're so happy just to have somebody pay attention to us. I mean, the guy could be an axe murderer and we don't know because we don't take the time to find it out. Oh, he's nice. He's charming. Took me out to dinner. La, la, la. He could be a man baby. He could be a schizophrenic. He could, we don't know. You have to give it time. You can't just go by, whoops, we just blanked out there for a minute. You, you can't just go by uh, that. You need time to let a relationship develop and friendship develop. Yes, you. Uh, I feel like you jump into things too fast. Uh, and same thing with the career is what I'm being told. You have a lot of talents you are not valuing in yourself. Um, you're incredibly gifted. You're a lovely lady. And there's no excuse for that, basically, <laughs> is what your grandparents are. So your grandmother is saying, uh, I have a few ladies in spirit who are more than glad to um, come in and kind of give you a smack in the back of the head because you're not using your beauty, your talent, and your brains. So I think uh, April is a much better month for you. April, May, and the summer is much nicer this summer, I feel like you're walking hand in hand with somebody by a pier or a dock in, like, by water. Could be, like, uh, I don't know where you live, but someplace that there's music in the background, some kind of festival. So give yourself a chance. And I'm just going to say one thing to people about online dating. I had, like, a zillion dates on online dating several years ago. They were all nuts. And so was I. So... I prefer to see somebody, well, I don't have anybody except Mr. Marley who's choking in the background. Um, he has a runny nose. Um, you have to see people in action is my recommendation. Oops, I didn't turn this volume down. Um, that's my preference. I like to see somebody volunteering, working, um, out with friends, I like to see what people are really like, not just what they're, just the facade that they're showing me. So that's just a little suggestion. Um, Kavita, you're going to be fine. Who did I have next? And hi, your next job. I wish we could stop talking about this job, Ange, because I know that you have something fabulous. Um, I'm seeing something, I don't know if it's marketing, artistic, creative. 
which way you're going. Oh, okay. Good. Okay, so Kavita was just reporting. Excuse me one second, Andrew. Uh, she said she's very careful. She doesn't jump into relationships. Her career is going well. Just want to get into artwork. Okay, so that's the artwork. So let me finish with Kavita because I'm still getting this. I don't draw on the date. Good for you. Uh, yes, Kavita, there is somebody nice. I do see somebody. I'm glad your career is going well. I'm glad you're getting into the artwork because that's very important. Um, and don't overlook people, your hobbies or your interests. Because I did this work part-time for 12 years and worked a full-time job. Then I retired, and now I'm doing it full-time. So I've been doing this for a long time, part-time. Let your interests, your spiritual interests, or your creativity, or whatever it is, blossom. You can do both. Um, Don't leave your full-time job to do it. Build up a repertoire, customer base, clients, whatever you got to do. But don't neglect it. Because that's really your sole purpose. A job is a job. A job pays the bills. Um, unless you've got a calling for something like a doctor, a nurse, a scientist, something like that. If it's a regular job, it's just a job. And that's okay. But your creative side needs nourishment too. So don't forget to do that. Because that may be your next full-time job. Because we never really retire. We just keep, We just go into something else. So Kavita, I see you walking hand in hand with the gentleman. Um, all I see is the back of both of you and I see his hand. So you're holding hands, walking by either down a dock or a pier or something like that. There is water there. I'm going to go through April through June, the spirit is telling me. So, um, put those sassy high heels on and get out there, girl, because you got a lot to offer and there is someone for you. You know, there's someone for everybody. Um, unless you hide under a rock like I do and never leave. Uh, you will meet somebody. I know you will. And it's not just meeting somebody. It's meeting the sole person. So don't forget about the list of things. I don't do alcoholics. I don't do drug addicts. You know, he can't have five kids, whatever it is. What he needs is maybe a sense of humor, very loving, generous, family-oriented, whatever those qualities are. Don't worry about the package because the package is sometimes it comes unexpected. So... And um, you, okay, I am ready. April, June, so we make my written list. Good, good for you. Okay, good luck to you, uh, Kavita. Okay, and um, what was the question? It was job-related. Job-related. And 12, thanks for sharing. Yeah. Um, and if you are doing, uh, any kind of drawing or anything artistic, that is very good for you too. I'm going to put that on hold because I'm not sure, uh, what her question is. Let me take care of Rosemary here. We had such turmoil in our family involving my older son.
Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, I had answered a question, I think, last week about someone who had lost a son. I don't, I hope it's not Rosemary, it could be. The son that you are speaking of, my older son, do you see this calming down anytime soon? You know what I kind of get with him? Oh, he's in rehab. Okay, thank you for, thank you, Rosemary. I get him like breaking away. The words that I get is like breaking away. Um, you know, it's funny. I don't know how old he is, but he thinks he's a grown up and he maybe he should be. Maybe he is old enough to be a grown up, but he really doesn't act like one. And if he's in rehab, then that means that he's got some emotional or mental issue coming out. This is my unprofessional opinion. Um, as alcoholism or substance abuse. And so it's bad enough for him to be in a rehab. Is it going to calm down? It'll calm down when you let it go. Uh, he, he is in charge of this. He's in charge of himself. And it's about time because you're such a good mom and a caring mom. It's not your fault that this happens. Sometimes it's hereditary, sometimes it's environment. Uh, people are looking for a way to escape either sex, drugs, rock and roll, you know, alcohol, whatever, because um, they're not comfortable or there's something going on. I feel that this boy, I'm going to call him a boy because I don't feel that he's a man because um, he's not handling the problems. He hasn't learned to handle some problems in life, which is a shame because he's good looking. My impression is he's good looking. He's talented. I feel mechanically oriented, like he could maybe do he can do stuff and i feel that there's an intelligence there that he's not using uh, i also feel uh, a breakup or a unsatisfactory relationship with um, a romantic partner not going well he has to stop using this as an excuse what's your problem what no you have to wait mommy's on tv you have to wait um I think this is his third time in rehab or his third situation or a third disaster. So um, your son, I don't have his name, but your son, it is true for him to take control of his life. He's old enough. It's up to him. And then he can't blame anybody anymore. And he just has to take it one day at a time. He's a very intelligent kid, young man. He has um, the ability to make life different. I also, for himself... Uh, just don't put up with this drama. I don't know what I don't know how to deal with that. I didn't have a kid that did that, so I imagine it's got to be horrendous trying to figure it out. And I am sorry for that. He has to realize that he's ripping the whole family apart, and that's very selfish. His illness is his. It's just like having diabetes or anything else. You know, we all come into this life with problems. Nobody gets out unscathed. This is how it is. You got to deal with it. Um, he has to learn gratitude. He has to learn uh, to believe in God or a higher power or something that is going to guide him. He's got to turn these problems over because so far he's making a mess of things. And I understand that, having been there myself, uh, you cannot allow his turmoil to be your turmoil. You can love from a distance and you can love and say, listen, you really got to get a grip and be supportive, but he's got to make it on his own. Um, you know, the door is always open for him if he needs something. 
prayer works and he has to put down that substance every day, be glad he's alive and realize, you know, sometimes when you get rid of that substance abuse or you put it down, it never goes away completely um, because you're always going to be that. That's always there. But you start to discover who you really are when you start seeing yourself sober or clean, interacting, doing work, you start to discover traits of yourself and parts of your personality that you didn't realize you had. And this is a gift from God. This is it. You're still alive. Go for it. You can make a whole new life. So that's my recommendation to your son. Good luck. And also some kind of support or help for your family, Alan, on whatever it is that you have to do. Um, Know that you love him but you can't make decisions for him. Okay, Marcello. Is that Marcello or Marcel? I think it's Marcello. Now, I've spoke to this gentleman on the phone. I think I did a reading for him. March. Marcello. Marcello. Um... Now, I've spoken to his family over there in Brazil. He has some here, I think, but. Did he have a, does he have a father figure in spirit? I feel like I want to talk about his dad or. Yes, he does have a father in spirit. Okay, good. Um, Thank you for coming on and supporting me. I was looking, the, the comment box was looking a little empty. So thank you for jumping in. I have, um, his dad has passed. Okay. Now, if I remember, (coughs) excuse me, if I remember correctly, I shouldn't say if I remember correctly, I'm kind of, this is coming, coming back to me. The impression that I get from dad is that he did not do the greatest job as a dad. So he apologizes to that. He wants to remark uh, that in spite of him, how well Marcello turned out. Would that make sense to you? So please let me know if I'm on the right track here. Correct. Okay. I feel like, you know, he thought he was hot stuff. Marcello's dad. I feel like gambling, little gambling cards. I don't know. I feel like, uh, yes. (laughs) Oh, he's a character. Um, could be a great guy. Horses, yes. I was going to say the ponies. I was going to say that. Correct. Yep. There's a little gambling. There's money, some cards, some booze, whatever. Uh, he thought he was a hot shot. He really wasn't prepared uh, or did not have the skills really necessary to be a dad. Um, I know what that feels like because when I gave birth to my daughter, I had a section, a cesarean section. And I'm looking at her like, she's beautiful. And I'm thinking, I have no idea who this kid is. And I don't know what to do with her. You know, I really didn't. I had one child. I had a miscarriage. And after that, I had one child and it was her. I had no clue what to do with her. Poor thing. Um, I'm actually better with dogs. So, you know, I love her. I tried to support her. I'm not really good at this. I'm not like the mommy, big cookies kind of type. I had to work a lot. Um... And I, it took a village to raise this kid. My whole family, neighbors, everybody had input. And I kind of feel like with Marcello, Marcello, he picked, he worked very hard at picking the opposite 
traits of dad. So he had, I feel he had some good examples. And dad is saying, uh, I am so grateful that I am so grateful to have the opportunity to apologize and to say, you deserve better. Um, you know, he's also showing me, I don't know if he did maps or, or if Marcello does anything with architectural plans or anything like that. Cause I'm seeing like things being rolled up like a big long thing. Like it would either be an architectural drawing, which are quite big or a map or something. So I see this going on in spirit. Uh, and I want to say your father takes interest in what you do, Marcello. Um, I also want to say happy anniversary. Oh, okay. He's saying happy anniversary. You just had an anniversary. That's correct. Um, and Laura, he is very, uh, I have a message for you, Laura, from uh, Marcello's dad says, um, and he was a different, uh, he did not speak English all the time, if at all. He did not speak that much English, is my feeling, or preferred to express himself in his native language or three words or so. Correct. Okay. So he was more into his, which would be Spanish, uh, derivative of Spanish. He says, I'm so glad and proud to have you as a daughter-in-law. I'm so relieved and grateful to have you as a, as a daughter, not even in-law daughter. Um, you know, I think, I know, I think there's like three, correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like there's three siblings around Marcello, like maybe female. I don't know if he was the only boy, but I feel like his father really didn't know how to raise him. You know, there it is. That's not an excuse. It's not, you know, that's what it is. When you look at the bigger picture, in any event, um, what your father was brought up in or, you know, that was the easy way. Gambling was the easy way. And I also feel that uh, your father has a brother that he's got over there, or I believe it's a brother. Portuguese, not Spanish, Portuguese. Okay, thank you. Um, and I feel like a big table, like it, whatever country that they were in, Brazil, Portugal, wherever, big table of food and there's wine bottles and there's, you know, there's a big, everything's outside and it's a big family oriented. I He just felt, your father felt that he, he knows he did not measure up. So I want to give that to Marcello. I also feel there's a sister. Speaking about a sister to Marcello. In, <clears throat> excuse me, in, in any event, um, dad is very happy to be here. I'm very grateful to Laura as well um, because I feel that you bring the softness to life that Marcello needs at this time and that he relates to. He's, I think Marcello relates more to women 
than men. Uh, like he knows how to t- talk. I'm not making him like a flirt, but I feel like he talks. He he knows how to, to talk. Um, he understands. So he might have had sisters, and he, that might have been the, what he's trying to talk about. Schmoozer. <laughs> so he's like his father in that respect, right? He's a he's a schmoozer. Yes. Okay. Um, that's how his father was. <laughs> but Marcello has built a great career and is very well sought after and very intelligent. And his dad is very grateful to you for making a loving environment for Marcello. I, I do feel that uh, Marcello is not done yet. He's got a few more tricks up his sleeve career-wise, a few more things to accomplish. So I want to leave him with that message from dad. And I want to leave you with the message from him as well, that he's very grateful to you. Okay. Okay. Let me get back to Ange. Yep. Thank you. Okay. You're welcome more uh, from Ange. How about the question instead? Your granddad, did your granddad have a cane? Or use a walking stick, like, with a broader handle, because I feel like he's sitting here. Uh, I feel that he passed at an older age and that he's used a cane or something at one point because his hand is resting on this. He's sitting and his hand is resting on this cane. And I feel, let me know if that sounds correct. And I feel like a sweater, like I feel he's cold a lot. So I feel like I have a long sleeve sweater on. And a frailty. And I have him sitting here with his hand on this cane, resting. And it's sort of like, I don't know where life went. It went so fast. I don't know where it went. As an older gentleman, he's sitting there maybe in his living room or with you or something. He's sitting there going, I don't know where life went. So, um Let me know, Ange, if this is and I feel like um I have cookies for you. I wanna say I don't know if he took you. That sounds like your granddad is still alive. Oh, okay. The one that's passed. Let me get to the one that's passed. Okay. So maybe the one that's passed is bringing my past at a young age. Let me see. Was he a swimmer? Did he wear, did he go swimming, the granddad? Because I'm seeing a picture of somebody in swimming trunks. So this will go back like 50s, you know, not those Speedo things that they wear now, but like a, like a boxer short. I feel like a virile young guy, um, maybe heart related, something congenital, I think, took him out quicker. And you're asking about career regarding love. Excuse me, regarding love. Pretty much what the grandparents are going to say, and what I'm what I'm getting 
uh, and is uh, you have to value yourself. And I feel like you always put yourself last. And I feel very matriarchal with you. I feel like you take uh, charge. Oh, after a heart attack. Good. Okay, then that's who I got. What he was showing me, he was a virile, uh, healthy young guy. That's what the swimming truck swimming means. Like he's athletic and, you know, for 45, he's a young guy and died from a heart attack. So life went, your other grandfather is sitting here saying, I don't know where life goes, you know, and reached an old age. It doesn't seem like the scales are balanced, but uh, your grandfather that died, that's in spirit, that died at a young age says, when it's our time, it's our time. It's not what he expected out of life. Uh, I feel like he left a family or something and he's talking about you. Robin McGuire, I don't know who that is. Okay. He is saying, uh, you, you weren't choosy enough. So let me get back to that a moment. Um, your grandfather is saying you did not you're not valuing yourself enough I'm here with you I feel and that you're matriarchal like you've got to look out after everybody no you don't you don't have to do that anymore um, I think feel that the kids are older or getting old enough to be independent uh, yes there is love for you it's a different kind of love, he's saying. It's not this passionate, you know, kind of craziness that you've been through. I think that you've more settled down in that, and you're looking for somebody to love you and cherish you and be a partner. That, you know, to be um, somebody who enjoys life, to be with somebody who enjoys life. So your, your grandfather is saying to you, it's about time. He's... He's going like this, you know, time goes quick. So what he's saying is life is fast. Enjoy it. Enjoy somebody who is good to you. Um, and he's also talking about spaghetti and eating and cooking and all this stuff. You know, do things that you enjoy doing and stop worrying about everybody else. That's the message pretty much that I can get. This young man was, it was a tragedy for your family to lose this man. I feel like he left family and uh, he checks in on those. And I feel girls. I feel girls. I don't know if it's you or um, some other, like you would have aunts or whatever, um, mom and whoever. He feels bad that he left family. Okay. And I feel um, he's doing very well over there. He's funny. He's He's got a card in his pocket, a playing card. And he pulls it out. It's like a heart. So this is for you. Uh um, I don't know which heart it is, but it was like four of hearts or something. So he's pulling this out. All right. So spot on. That is how I feel. Okay, good. It was a huge loss for the family. Okay. Well, let I want to let you know that your grandfather that passed, uh, young, is always looking out. And he really enjoys the younger people in the family as well. He likes to keep an eye on them. So I'm going to leave that with you. Robin, did I miss? Who did I miss? Uh, Robin, glad I was here. Victor, hit the room driver. My car got totaled. I was hit by a car too. 
I was a pedestrian. Really changed my life. Um, uh, welcome to our show in the Psychic Flow. Robin, this sucks, okay? But be grateful it's just a car. Um, you're welcome, Ange. Uh, also, I say spring, summer, much better for you. I don't know if you're doing a little rehab for back or neck or something. I don't know if you're doing something. But I feel as though you're kind of a lot better by spring. Give yourself some time. Um, cars can be replaced. You can't. You're very valuable to us as a society, a community, to your family. Um, we need you. So keep your mobility because I feel, and I feel there's a laceration involved. I don't know if there was a laceration, like cut somewhere, um, but I also feel that the impact really shook your body. Um, I really feel like you're really rattled, like your your bones are like shook out of the body almost. Um, I don't know if there was broken bones, possibly, but I feel there's a spinal something. And I also want to say a laceration somewhere. So I, I don't know if that's true. Someone involved in the hit and run. So Robin, spring is better. Yes, it did. Broken. Okay. So you did have broken bones. Okay. So uh, take that rehab seriously. Every day you're getting stronger and stronger. I don't know if you're walking. Uh, I was in a wheelchair for like three months, three or four months. Um and I in it and it was ridiculous because I guess I have so much patience with my dog whose hips are gone and he can't he's got cancer and he really can't walk because my wheelchair would not fit in the doorways of the house. I was in my sister's house. I stayed with her, and thank God she took care of me. My sister Mickey. Uh, I was dragging myself around on the floor. So when my dog dragged, I guess that's why I have an affinity for him. Um, anyway. I, Keep up with your rehab. I feel, I want to say the month of August is important for you. So I don't know if that is a birthday or if it's, you're going to be feeling better. But fortunately, you are going to be much more mobile. You're going to be feeling better. Um, there are things that you're going to do to take care of yourself. And I'm getting a lot of steam. So I don't know if you're taking hot showers or something with a steam or a sauna. I don't know if you're doing that. Something, I don't know why I'm getting steam. Um And I also feel there's some kind of different rehab that you're going to find. I don't know if it's yoga or massage, some kind of Ayurvedic massage or oils or something. But anyway, I feel by August, September, you're going to start feeling a lot better. All right. So I don't know if there's also a birthday in that month for you. Lisa N. Okay, Lisa. Uh, I have a few more minutes. I can do it. Any messages for Marie Career especially? Lisa and we have not met, I don't think. Thank you for joining. Thank you, Robin. It's kind of weird when I'm doing this and I'm also reading these comments. I'm grateful for the comments, but it's kind of like, hmm, am I doing this right? Robin said, yes, she is walking. Ugh. She's trying to take Reiki. She had no medical insurance. 
Oh, I'm telling you, when I get hit, I had a leased car, and boy, they just, uh, if I didn't make that payment on that leased car, they were going to take it. They didn't care what happened. I mean, I was hit by somebody else. I didn't do this. They don't care. Um, So good. I do see a lot of um, alternative care for you, and it is going to be very helpful. You're probably better off. Reiki is great. I taught Reiki for a few years. Uh, I believe in it very strongly, so go with that. Okay, Lisa M. Son's birthday is in August. Okay, so and mom's. All right, so I have a grandmother over here. I think it's mom's mom that would know that uh, your son's birthday in August and your mom. So I think that's validation that I believe it is her mom. Okay, and I'm glad you're okay and I'm okay. So there is life after this, an accident of that sort. Though I think mine was in 1986, I think. So I'm still here. They can't get rid of me that easy, right? So good luck to you, Robin. Lisa, yes. Uh, Lisa, Lisa, Lisa. I have two things going on here for you, Lisa. I feel like I have two paths going on, two ways you can go. Uh, I do see some uh, keyboard. I do see some kind of work on that. So I don't know if that's your resume or it's a job. I want to say health field. I don't know why I'm saying that. I have no idea why that just popped out of my mouth. So I'm going to give it to you, Lisa. I don't know what it means. You can take that. Please let me know. But I feel like entering or doing something kind of reminds me what I did, medical records, stuff like that. But this, I feel like yours is higher than that. Yours would be a higher job. This is just a clerical job. I feel that you're bound for something much better. Um, your energy feels young, so I'm not going to ask your age, but I feel like you're young still. Um, I also see pottery around you, so I don't know if it's potted plants or doing pots or retail or what this is, but Seeing some lovely pots here, and I'm not sure what that's about. Let me know, Lisa. Um, plant pots. Okay, good. Really lovely. Like, you do a nice job with this kind of stuff. So I don't know what your career interests are, but you do have a creative vein and obviously have a green thumb. So these things, if you can combine part-time, even if you're full-time, I can't stress this enough. If I had to live, be if I had to just look forward to my full-time job that I did for 12 years, I would have put a gun to my head. I mean, really. The people I work with, the do- oh, my God. I was grateful for the job. I'm not saying that, but let me tell you. There's nothing to get excited about doing that. Um, you know, it pays the bills. That's it. I was so glad I had my sole purpose, my other job, to look forward to doing because that's where I felt I made a difference. And I encourage everybody to do that. I don't care if it's uh, reading to children's groups or English as a second language or Boy Scouts or um, Girls Inc. or the library or the main society, whatever it is, get out there and be part of your community and discover your gifts because this is what keeps you going. It's not the day to day. If you relied on that, you'd be, this is, if this is all life is about, I want out of here, right? Don't want back in the same, same. Don't want back in the same soul, soul killing. Soul killing, yeah, that's exactly it. 
So you have to understand a job is a job. You go in, do your work. By the time I read this, I was ready to retire. You go in, you do your job, you go home. Your best part of your life is out of there. We spend so much time in work, it's hard not to try to make friends and blah, blah, blah. You know what? I don't even want to hear. I have a couple people. Hi, how you doing from work? You know, like to see you. You know, I got nothing against you, but that's not my life anymore. This is my life. That was then. This is now. And I don't really care. Uh, you know, I wish you well. Don't care. Um, and you're right about cell killing. It's outside stuff makes you happier. So please, Lisa, and do that. Whatever it is, do that. And I would advise, I'm just passing that on. I did um, palliative care. I volunteered massage or uh, did what they call, uh, what do they call that? When you relieve the family so they can get out and somebody, vigil, they call it vigil. When somebody's passed, ready to pass away in hospice or something, um, you can sit with that person so the family can go out and get something to eat, you know, stuff like that. Tidewell is a great thing. You can do everything there if you volunteer, take their program. You can do flower arranging, dog therapy, art, anything, office work, anything. So if you're looking for something to do or find something that makes your heart sing, I recommend that. Please, uh, you know, don't forget about, don't keep putting it on the back burner. If I had, it was, was not easy doing a full-time job and doing this. It was not easy. And, and a lot of times my full-time job was I was doing transcription at night, three or four hours. I was, you know, doing massage three or four hours after work. It's exhausting. And, and here I am. I can't do it. Then I'm burnt out. I wonder why. So great show. Laura, thank you for the messages, my friend. You are welcome. Oh, it's 9 o'clock. i got to end. I hope I got everybody. That was fun. Thanks for listening to me, and I hope you'll join us next week. I'm going to have, try to have somebody exciting on. Uh, thank you for joining us in the Psychic Flow. My pleasure to speak to your departed loved ones. Till next time. Bye. Become a Goldilocks Productions VIP patron. Receive exclusive access to live stream special and other epic packs. Join the Goldilocks Productions VIP community today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.